Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. James Pledger. Jack Thompson. The Saturday Morning Hangover. Good morning and welcome into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. I'm James Pledger, joined by Jack Thompson. Yeah, yeah. What's happening, my guy? Another day. Another day. (laughs) How excited are you? Because... This is kind of your wheelhouse of sporting events, right? We got the NBA. We oh, got yeah. the playoffs. Yep. We got the NFL draft. Oh, which, yeah. You know, you and I are both huge draft huge guys. Huge draft guys, yeah. So, oh, yeah. like, this is kind of like yeah. We're the triumvirate of greatness for you. Yep. <laughs> from from March to June, once the NBA draft is over, it's kind of like my time to shine. Now, I've always wondered this. Are you an NHL hockey guy when it comes to the playoffs? I'll definitely tune in for the playoffs, yeah. Like, the playoffs is something different, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's kind of like most sports, like, of the major sports, I'll tune in once things start to get into the nitty-gritty and then the playoffs, that's for sure. Like, baseball and hockey, don't watch, you know, every game. We don't have a a high-level pro team for either one, so... (laughs) That's kind of why I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I love the Strohs, and I'll tune in to watch any game of theirs. Oh, yeah. But besides that, I'm not really picking random baseball games to watch. Just not in my wheelhouse. Same with hockey, but as soon as both of those sports go in the playoffs, I tune in. for sure. Yeah, once the playoffs are, it's something different, right? Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of different... The amount of injuries in the the NBA playoffs right now... It's been wild. It is insane. Yeah. I don't want to say it deludes the process, but... It definitely sucks when... And it's not just like... It's injuries to stars. Giannis, Kawhi. Like, there are stars everywhere. Ja. Like, it is hard to kind of become all in on this product. Yeah. When the biggest names of this product aren't there. Yeah. No Paul George, no Kawhi, no Ja, no Giannis. Tyler Hero's out now for the Heat. And we're talking stars and, like, secondary stars. Yeah. Like the, these, these are, are like, guys. the main guys yeah. on all of these teams. Yeah. It sucks, for sure. But Anything surprised you so far? Kings up 2-1, right? Yeah, I, I called Kings winning this series before oh. it started. So I was not shocked by this, but okay. I don't know. Like obviously, it's the Warriors, so they could easily, you know, win. Yeah. But I said the Kings—they've got enough juice in them to to take down the Warriors. If Steph can continue to play like he did in the last game, it's going to be very, very difficult. Yeah, they need more from Sabonis on the scoring end. Like, he hasn't really had a big, you know, 
offensive output game that we were used to seeing all season. So if he can get more comfortable in scoring, I think the the Kings can definitely take it. So when you're having to deal with, I'm trying to think of the most politically correct way to say this, different shots to the nether regions in different ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Embiid and, definitely. Embiid's was far worse. Right. Intentional. Right. Yeah. Like Harden's I, been doing that same move for I'm, his entire career. He just happened to slide down a little lower. That's what I'm saying. Like I got into a fight yesterday with Michael Jimenez on air because well, yeah, I mean James well no shock for there. a bunch of things. We'll get into something he said later. But when it comes to James Harden, he was like, I get in beads. Harden need to be tossed. I'm like, no. what are you talking about? Like why? Harden's was not intentional. I'm making sure I'm not being a Harden stand here. No, I am not a Harden stand. I couldn't be further from a Harden stand. But not intentional and not excessive by any measure. It's Look, a move he makes 20 times a game. Yeah. I don't yeah, that was that was a very bogus call and I feel like it was called because of Embiid. Yeah. Because Embiid was not thrown out, and it was another, you know, below the belt hit. It just, it just happened to be Harden, and that's what happened. But that, yeah, it should not have been tossed for that sure. That brings me to a bigger question, Jack. When we're dealing with NBA refs mm -hmm. who have a history, yeah, dating back to Donahue, mm -hmm. Joey Crawford, yeah, Scott Foster, Scott Foster, right now. Some of them like the show. That's not good for the league, right? No, it's absolutely not good for the league. There are definitely player biases. There are definitely refs out there that enjoy the spotlight. And yeah, it takes away from the game. No doubt about that. How do we get rid of that? Other than just keeping these refs out of playoffs game. That's really like, the only way. I mean... you You have to penalize these refs right yeah i guess so but it's hard to it's hard to deem like what's worthy of a penalty because yeah i mean that was probably an offensive foul but it was a makeup call in the sense that it the right call was not made previously on joel Embiid, so they felt that if they didn't call that one mm -hmm. and it ended up you know, later people deeming that to be another two and Harden should have been tossed in like another scenario, then it would have looked even worse on them for not calling two of them. So I just feel like it's just the play that happened. He got him below the belt and it was the second time. It's Domino's fell the wrong way for Harden. But yeah, terrible call. Absolutely. There are a lot of rumors coming out while Harden is making this great playoff run, averaging you know, nearly 20 assists a game in some games. Like, he is just having a fantastic yeah, playoff Pick series. and roll maestro for sure. No doubt about that. There is a lot of smoke coming out of Houston. Yeah, of the return. Of the return. And it's not just his return, but it's also Nick Nurse, who was just ousted in Toronto for God knows what reason, right? 
I think both of those would be bad bad decisions. Really? Yeah. Because I think Steven Silas is a bad decision. I agree. I mean, he's got to go for sure because there's been no... Y'all have had two top five picks and there has been no major steps well, being taken. And that's that's the issue with Silas and why like when I hear Nick Nurse or Ime Udoka mentioned in guys that they're chasing... Ime is who I would go get. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, throw all the money at Ime because there's bad basketball being taught and learned in, in So Houston. what's your issues with Nick Nurse then? Because this seems... I just don't think he... I have no issues with Nick Nurse. He just doesn't seem like the guy that's going to steer these young guys into stardom. Okay, okay. So they, this is about growing yeah, the young talent, bad, which, which is what I'm about, yeah, yeah. which is why I think you need a competent head coach. Yeah, I think it's got to be Ime. Time, he's played in the league. Got respect from those guys. He's, you know, I would say he'll re- he'll obviously relate better with the players. He knows about the NBA grind, and he there's just been really bad basketball habits being taught and learned in Houston, and they haven't taken the steps forward that you would think they would with you know getting these, um, you know top five lottery picks and Jabari Smith and Jalen Green. I mean, if you in in the basketball spectrum, if you line them up with Orlando, mm-hmm. equally bad in terms of record. But which team would you say looks like they're closer? Yeah, they're heading in the trajectory that they're following the the um, Thunder, the Oklahoma City Thunder's path to where you you, you suck for a Fair. long time, you get your guys in, Giddy and Shea. And now they were fighting for a playoff spot when they were picked to be like the worst team in the NBA this year. You know what helps you get to that place? Um, and I'm really excited to announce that I'm going to declare yes. the 2023 NBA draft. So I hope it's big news. Obviously, it's big news for me. I hope it's big news for you. Victor Wimbiana yep. officially declares for the NBA draft this upcoming season. As if season. there was no doubt. There was no doubt, but. Spurs fans, get your hopes up. Yeah, start lighting them candles, nightly prayers, whatever you got to do to bring the good juju around you. Whatever we need, because Victor is what it's about. Yes, Victor (laughs) is what it's about, man. We'll talk more about that coming up right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover. But we are less than a week away from the NFL draft, and there is so much smoke going on for all teams including the Dallas Cowboys. Jack and I are going to break it down next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star 941 FM, ESPNSA.com. Listen to 941 San Antonio Sports Star on your Amazon or Google smart speaker and just say, Alexa, play ESPN Radio on San Antonio Sports Star. Good Saturday morning. Welcome into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star 941FMESPNSA.com. I'm James Pleasure. I am joined by my guy Jack Thompson. We are a week away, my guy. Yep. Less than. Because Thursday, baby. Mm hmm. Which I'll be in Kansas City. That's awesome. I am so hyped for going to this draft. I'm sure, yeah. It's freaking awesome. I would love to go to the draft. Any draft. 
I went to the one in Arlington. That's the only other one I've been to, and it was, it was dope. I had a ton of fun at that draft, right? Mm-hmm. I this one feels different, right? A little bit. I mean, y'all this are num- one feels super different. Y'all have number two pick, definitely a little different for you. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons. <laughs> like the one in Arlington, they didn't have a pick till the third round. Thanks, Bill O'Brien. But we got Justin Reed, and I was happy about that pick, and he turned out to be a great pick. Now he's doing great things in Kansas City. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, big old turntable there. But I look at the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to this draft because the Texans, the draft kind of starts with the Texans. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows or assumes that the Panthers know what they're doing at one, which is taking Bryce Young, which, huh. <laughs> That yeah. hurts. Yeah. But I look at the Dallas Cowboys and everything's up in the air because as we've discussed on this show multiple times, through free agency mm-hmm. and trades so far this offseason, the Dallas Cowboys don't specifically have a need. Yes. A lot of people are talking about offensive line, but I look at the loss of Con- Connor McGovern and your ability to kick Tyler Smith inside or outside or wherever you need to put Tyler Smith because he is that good with the way he played last year out at left tackle, filling in for um, Tyron Smith when he got hurt. And I'm like, wow. They nailed it. I was skeptical of the pick, but they freaking nailed it, right? No, they they absolutely nailed it. Tyler Smith was fantastic last year. And yeah, like you said, we don't have any true holes. It's all about depth that position it's depth, yeah right? which is a great place to be in it's for best player available every time you're up the one thing i look at with the dallas cowboys is the fact that you have tony pollard on a one-year 10.1 million dollar deal and that's unsustainable much like zeke's contract was that is a one-year deal it is for 10 million dollars and you know good on you if you've decide to pay Tony Pollard, you're just chasing the same mistake you have with Tony Pollard or Mm -hmm. or with Zeke Elliott. Yeah. But Malik Davis, you look at Ronald Jones, who they brought, there isn't a running back on the roster next year. Like if you're just a fast forward a year, there's not a running back that you could look at that is on the roster that you feel comfortable with. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, of course. There's no one. No one on the roster that I think will probably be there next year. So I look at Bijan Robinson. Everybody's saying that's a luxury pick. Jerry shouldn't do it. Jerry shouldn't do it. Remember a few years ago when CeeDee Lamb was a quote-unquote luxury pick? Mm-hmm. What happened the very next year after they picked CeeDee Lamb? Bye-bye, Mark Cooper. Bye-bye, Amari Cooper. Bye-bye, Cedric Wilson. Bye-bye, like, entire wide receiver group. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Amari Cooper's the only dude standing in that room with Michael Gallup on a broken leg. Yep. I'm looking at this running back room. It looks eerily similar to that wide... Uh, not even... The, it's the wide receiver room after. Yep. <laughs> you got Tony Pollard on one leg, Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, and everyone on one-year deals. Bijan Robinson, while people are like, it's a splash pick, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Cowboys shouldn't give up the farm to go get Bijan Robinson. Why not? Dak Prescott, at his 
absolute apex as a player was when Zeke Elliott was at his absolute ace apex of a player, right? Yeah. Like, the Cowboys were so good that year that Zeke Elliott should have won Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Or the following year. Like, the one year Dak Prescott had his absolute, in my opinion, worst half a year ever was the year that they were like, yeah, we don't need any receivers for Dak. He's fine. They tried to do the Tom Brady route. And it hurt them, so they ended up overpaying for Amari Cooper in the first place. So why not replicate the great success? Because if you are truly about, A, Mm -hmm. running the football, Mike McCarthy, which I have my reservations about because your credit report says, no, you aren't. Yep. If you're truly about that life and giving rest to your defense, what is the problem in having a B. John Robinson to pair along with the Tony Pollard. There's no problem whatsoever. And while I doesn't necessarily have to be Bijan, which I, love I, I would love Bijan. I'd love Jameer. I'd love A-Chain. There's a lot of good running backs in this draft. There are. One has to be had. Although. If Bijan's there, though, I'm taking him. There are sure. a few like Bijan Robinson. yeah. And ESPN's Todd McShay <laughs> Says while there are a few like Bijan Robinson, the Cowboys mm-hmm. starting to burn up the phone lines. Bijan can play slot receiver, and if you studied his tape at all, and I've got clip after clip of him in the slot running, not running like you know underneath routes, but getting down the seam, catching in traffic, catching the ball over his head, contested situations. He can do all that. When I talked to uh, Coach Sarkeesian before the TCU game this this year, he said, "Listen, we, we're trying to limit his touches. We're not trying to wear him out." But the catches he makes in practice, like you'd be shocked. I know there's good game tape, but the things we see in practice are are out of control. So I could see him in more of a a hybrid role. But I'll say this. I haven't – I've got him as the number two ranked player in this class behind Bryce Young. I haven't talked to a team – I'm talking probably close to a dozen teams that that have him outside of the top five. Everyone has him in the top five in terms of their grades. Now, where does he fall? That's that's the fascinating part. I mean, Philadelphia doesn't take a running back in the top 10. They, they love taking offensive and defensive linemen, but that's the first spot where you can look and say, that might make some sense. I'm going to stop it right there because <laughs> number two player in this class, and people are complaining about possibly trading up for this guy. I would not be opposed. If he falls past Philadelphia at 10, which I have been a big proponent of Philadelphia with two first-round picks and the luxury of being able to make that happen, right? They Mm -hmm. have the two firsts. They have everything you need. Hell, Houston at 12, I am a proponent of because, sure, you've got Damian Pierce, but look what Christian McCaffrey did for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Like, some backs are just different. Yeah. Bijan is just different. different, yeah. And as you heard Tom McShay, this dude is different in the fact that not only is he a great running back that finds holes, presses the holes, and kind of can create his own, Mm -hmm. you can flex him out wide, which, with Tony Pollard, why not split him out wide? Why not have a formation where you can start both of them in the backfield and split both of them out wide because they are such 
great receivers. The chaos that causes on a defense is unheard of. Yeah. So Todd McShay will continue, and as he continues, I think Cowboy fans, if you aren't happy, you should be extremely happy. I think he's just as talented, maybe a little bit more unique than Saquon Barkley, and Saquon was the number two overall pick. But you see the you know the beating and the injuries that Saquon had, and, and you just wonder, is it worth it? So it may get down to like 18 to Detroit, 21 to the Chargers, with Austin Eckler having issues there. Yeah. And I, I still hold this out. Dallas is obsessed with getting a running back that can be, be, be their guy, be a compliment to Tony Pollard like they had with Zeke when Zeke was, you know, more closer to his prime. Mike McCarthy was dying for a big power back like that, wants to run the football. They want to be a run-based team, and they would love to bring the Texas star into Dallas and make him the star of their offense. So Dallas is sitting at 26. It wouldn't shock me if they made a splash. Jumped up into the teens ahead of teams like Detroit and and the Chargers and went and get, got Bijan maybe around like 14, 15, 16. Obsessed. Obsessed. Hey, I'm I'm here for that, man. He would I mean, think about how potent our offense would be. It would be insane. And yeah. this is the the main thing when I talk about what happens with the offense at that point. Everybody keeps talking, you need to surround Dak with weapons. You need to surround Dak with weapons. But as we get closer to the draft, you can't take Bijan. Yeah. You can't. Why not? You got to surround him with weapons. Brandon Cookson and Amari Cooper aren't enough. And as we saw with Michael Gallup last year, return from injury isn't a guarantee. Yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult. And even if he does return from injury, what do you have behind Tony Pollard? Nothing. Why not get no, the number I'm, two ranked player in this draft class? I am all for it. I would love to have Bijan. I would love to have Bijan. He'd be a, a huge difference maker. What would you give up for him, though? I'm not sure I'm trading up for him. You're not? No. There's you're other backs. You're sticking at 26. Yeah. There's no, like, if we had no running back, like, we had no Tony Pollard, yeah, trade up for him. But we've got a back, so you don't have to lose assets to go get a two back. You know what I'm saying? This is my thing, though. When I look at this team and how close it is to a Super Bowl, Bichon is kind of that dude, right? I think So if he's that dude, why not trade up for him? Why not give up some assets? And I'm not saying a future first next year, but why not a second or third this year to move up just high enough to make sure that you secure him if he falls past 10? If he falls past Philly at 10, why not? It depends on what they want. I mean... Would you give up a second or a third for him? I'd probably give up a third. Yeah, I mean... But you could also go get, you know, Gibbs, Charbonnet, A-Chain, Tajay Spears. Like, there's a lot of backs that we could bring in that could do a lot of similar things for us. Sure, similar. But they aren't Bijan. Like there, there is a difference between Bijan and literally everybody else in the No, track. I agree. And that difference is the fact that he is so multiple. Mm-hmm. Well, I would, Gibbs is definitely as multiple. He's not as a between the tackles kind of guy, really, like Bijan is. But he's as good at catching the ball, and he's excellent in space. 
I'm saying like I would be head over heels if we got Bijan because then we would have definitely on paper one of the best offensive we- like weapons groups in the league. But I'm just I'm not trying to give up a bunch of extra assets to get an you know an RB one A one B. I I look at it more so more than this year. Yeah, because you say one A, I say one. Eventually, yeah, certainly. Not even eventually. Even with Tony Pollard, he is one. He 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 isn't one A. He is one because as much as I love Tony Pollard, I. Feel this deep within my bones. Now I would, I would absolutely love Bijan. It's no, just, but what I feel within my bones is the fact that the Cowboys were right in taking Zeke Elliott. Yeah, nobody can convince me otherwise. No, they I agree. were absolutely right. Their where they were wrong was extending Tony Pollard. Extending Tony Pollard or, or sorry, Zeke. sorry, Zeke. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. There. What they did wrong was they paid Zeke. Yeah. Use him up and let him go. I think Zeke is very similar. Look look at San Francisco. They were a below 500 team. Mm-hmm. They trade for Christian McCaffrey. He plays the exact same week that they play the Chiefs. They lose horribly. But ever since he got indoctored into the offense no, after that, no doubt. San Francisco was a different team. No doubt. I do believe Bijan is that similar type of back that can change an offense. I would have to agree. I mean, I would love to have Bijan. I'm just not going to give up a ton of assets to go get him. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover here on San Antonio Sports Star. When we come back, there's a lot of smoke. So much smoke in the NFL draft. I don't know what to believe of it, but of course we'll take your calls right here on the Saturday morning hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 656 ESPN, 656-3776 on the Kielbasa Smoke Me phone lines. You got a question for Jack and us when it comes to the draft or the NBA playoffs, you let us know. But coming back at number two, there's a ton of smoke about the Houston Texans not even taking a quarterback. How much stock do we put in that and how much is this of a smoke screen. Jack and I break it down next right here on the Saturday morning hangover on San Antonio Sports Star 941FMESPNSA.com. This is Mike Greenberg, your home for the Dallas Cowboys. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 941 FM and AM 1250. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. I'm James Fudger. That's Jack Thompson. Here you go. We are taking you all the way to 11 o'clock. And then a little bit of, a little bit of competition going on. Yep. Heading out to the Golf Club of Texas, my man. Y'all are indeed. Y'all I was stoked indeed. when I thought you were coming. Yep. If I had been, you know... Invited initially, you would have had off. I would have had, I, I yeah, I would have had the day, but it is what it is. I tried. Somehow, I'm always left out, even though I've been here longer than Mike, Rudy, and Joe, and Tim, and Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I I vouch for you. I got you in. I was stoked when I knew you were in. 
Yeah. But short-lived. It was short-lived, apparently. But, you and I. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. When are you coming back next weekend? Sunday? I Late. come back Saturday. Saturday? Actually. Could possibly do a Sunday round. So, I'm down for a Sunday round. Alright. We'll get on that. If, if you want to get on it. I'm and, trying to golf, for sure. And if you're off, like, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. We were talking about Bijan Robinson to the Dallas Cowboys in the last segment, and... You know, you call them, you get in, kill boss of bacon, uh, smoke meat, phone lines, 656-ESPN, 656-3776. Angel called him up. Angel, what do you think about Bijan and the Cowboys? Is that a perfect marriage? John or bust, use a second if you have to. The elite facts are worth everything. Yes, mm-hmm. you could get someone that gives you 90% of something, but that's like saying you can have John Cena instead of Hulk Hogan. But then guess what? You're stuck with John Cena, and you don't have Hulk Hogan. Angel, I think you nailed it. Like, Bijan is that dude. I there is no doubt. He I is don't far disagree. and away I do not disagree. from every other back in this class. As much as I love Jameer Gibbs. do not disagree that he is far and away... The best back. I'm just saying, on a team where you have so much, like, you have everything covered, getting depth and losing, you know, you okay, you get Bijan, but what if you could get, you know, the best offensive lineman available mm-hmm. in the first and Jameer Gibbs in the second? Okay. And j- I think that outweighs just Bijan. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. But they're all projections, right? We of don't course, know all who's Taco Charlton and who's Michael yeah, Parsons. Of course, yeah. Of but course. we feel really good about what Bijan is. Yes. Bijan's probably the I'm gonna go ahead and put it this way. Bijan's the safest guy we feel about in this yeah. in this entire draft. Bijan is literally Christian McCaffrey in I don't know, who's in Marion. In a longhorn uniform? Yeah. But like he's like Christian McCaffrey with Marion Barber's build. Yeah. Like, he's a do-everything back that will also run your ass over. Like, it's no doubt about that. He's the best back. I'm just saying we have all we need is depth to this team, and I feel like that could be potentially more valuable than just adding one star piece. 656 ESPN, 656-3776. We are live on YouTube. Vince Trevino saying, champ after last night's bus tour for pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) The bus tour was a thing. Uh, James Condor on our YouTube video says, a new running back to add to that Cowboys offense, easily winning 13 games, but first round exit. Whew. Get off my chat with all that. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. Look, Bijan, I think, puts them in the best possible position to advance in the playoffs. I six, do five, not six, disagree. 656 six, ESPN, 656 Mike, about Bijan Robinson. Mike, how you doing, my man? I'm doing well, guys, and I saw y'all on YouTube. Stay on the radio, boys. Stay on the radio. <laughs> hey, look. This is a face for radio, but they're making us go on TV, so it is what it is. I, I got you guys. I wanted to say, if you look at him on paper, probably since Zeke, the most complete back to come out, and he has an edge over Zeke because you can put him at wide receiver, and 
he's, he's, he's the, the real deal. I think for the Cowboys, you don't want to overpay if you get lucky and he falls to you or you just have to go up a few spots to get him. I think you do it. But we're in the best draft position we've been in a few years that you can literally just draft. If he's not there, best mm-hmm. available, which I agree might be a can't-miss offensive lineman or defensive lineman. This is one of the best positions the Cowboys have ever been in because running backs are so devalued and they don't—they have an open need is the way I would put it. Pick the best guy at the position, and as long as the guy pans, it doesn't, you know, as long as the guy pans out, you're set. But Bijan would be the greatest gift you could give to Dak. Yeah. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Have a great Saturday. I Thank appreciate you, my man. it, Mike. See, I'm right there with him. I That's am exactly too. how I put it. I am with him to a point. Right? Because I love offensive linemen. I love defensive linemen. Mozzie Smith, Osiris Torrance, I'm good with either of those selections. But if I only have to give up a second to move up, maybe to 12, 14, 15. Okay, I would would give up a second. I'm not giving up future assets. But if it only costs me a second and my first at 26, I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat because of what he brings. No, I'm I'm there with you. I would be enamored over Bijan to, you know, my, my, like, it would be fantastic. It would be, it's the ideal pick for us. I'm just not going to. You know, overpay, like you said. Yeah, I'm because not overpaying. We don't like outright need. It's not a. You don't have a need. Yeah, exactly. I don't think the Cowboys have a need, and everybody likes to talk about offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. I don't think that's a need. I think depth is a we luxury. Need, yeah, we need to get depth. Yes, of course. But you need depth everywhere. Yeah. Why is offensive line the need? Just because we know depth. Tyron's going to be hurt. Sure, but we know. But we've got Terrence Tyler Steele. can yeah. feel in. Like, <laughs> but when that happens, who's who was playing the tackles? Tyler and Terrence, the same as last year. I know, but when then who's in guard? Who's at guard? Who's at guard next to Tyler? You, you got uh, Doku. Yeah, we did pick up some a guy you in the free. Up some, yeah, you're like, right. There is depth there. Yeah, I don't you're think right. it's like all pro depth. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there is depth there. No, there's serviceable depth. No doubt about that. And the, what we heard last year coming out of Ch- Cowboys camp was Matt will let's go. They are very high on. Him. Yeah, and they seem to still be very high on him. So if they're as high on Matt will let's go as they seem to be. I am less concerned about depth on the offensive line. He's the UNT boy, right? North Dakota. North Dakota. State? I know yeah, green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I could picture the green. Is there a North or South Dakota? I'm not sure. He's huge. He's like six eight. Yeah, right? he's massive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. But I look at it in the same way of everything is a luxury. You don't have a need, and am I saying you need depth? Well. Guess what? You need depth at running back, too. Yeah. Because I don't believe in a guy that couldn't get on the Kansas City Chiefs backfield last year and Ronald Jones. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but Michael Gallup made me a little bit gun-shy about people coming off injury next year. Yeah. And you have somebody coming off a significant injury making $10.1 million in your backfield. For sure. (laughs) That's for me. Jay Glenn on our YouTube Live. Cowboys fans don't want Bijan to go to the Eagles. It will be a problem. I agree with that. If they take him at 10. That's facts. Game.
Oh, Game, yeah. set, match. If they take me... Because Bichon and Jalen Hurts together is a scary combination that in my head seems incredible. But if I'm a Cowboys fan, sounds terrifying. Yeah, definitely. Worst case scenario is them getting him at 10. And they have the extra draft capital to be able to do something they like do that. They do indeed. They do indeed. So, if But they, they lost a lot on the defense. I think that's where they're going to go. If they go defensive line to supplant what they've lost, but we've seen the depth of this defensive line. Yeah. But, but they lost, you know, two Miles of the best Murphy, ones. Miles Murphy, Atonway, like... They, and they lost two cornerbacks. That defense is holed up right now. Two. Yeah, didn't they lose two? Or a safety, cornerback and a safety? They lost uh, Gardner Johnson. Yeah. And they lost Bradbury. Yeah. But yeah. they they ended up keeping... Keeping Slay. Yeah. Yeah, so they lost two. Yeah, well, defensive yeah. backs. Yeah, okay, DBs, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, I feel like they have more pressing needs. Yeah, if if Christian Johnson or the, Devin Wever They were never a one-man show at running back anyways, so I feel like for them... like No, they're not. Yeah, so like, that would also be... I love be, Kenneth Gamewell. I love what they've done, yeah. like, but losing Miles Murphy did hurt. Yeah, oh yeah. Make no mistake. Losing all those guys is going to hurt for them, for sure. Because but, while Slay is good, he's much more elite when he don't have to worry about, you know, everyone else. And uh, Gardner Johnson and Bradbury filled up a bunch of those holes. They did. And the great thing about a team like the Eagles, you've got your quarterback under contract. Yeah. Everything's set. Another reason why I wouldn't take, you know, Bijan. Why not? If I was them, if I was the Eagles, because Jalen Hurts, like you get in ten yards from the line, that's Jalen Hurts' time right there. It is. That's why he got paid so much money. So I don't think I would take away from all that. I look at it more schematically in terms of like if I've got Jalen Hurts, I've got Bijan Robinson. Mm -hmm. I can do some things with Bijan. But I can do some more things with Bijan too. Like yeah. imagine no, I agree. starting with Bijan and Kenneth Gamewell in the back wall, and all of a sudden Bijan Robinson's in the slot. Yeah. Or split out wide. Like that creates an issue. But that's these are problems for a good team. These are rich man problems. Yeah. And the Dallas Cowboys are infringing on that territory. Yeah. You, you've got Trayvon Diggs. You've got Micah Parsons. You've got there are CD. stars all over. For you got to sure. you got to figure out who you're going to pay and how much you're going to pay them. Yeah, this is rich man problems, right? Yeah, you've hit on your first round draft. Like the only misses I can think about the Dallas Cowboys great in the in last the couple of years. Absolutely great in the draft. When it comes to misses in the NFL draft, Taco in will the first hurt round, for a long time. It is Taco Charlton, and, and that was over Mo Claiborne. Yeah, Taco Charlton was over... It was pre-COVID. T.J. Watt, right? It was over T.J. Watt. Hey, and you traded up for Mo Claiborne. That hurts. That was it. Other than that, yeah, you've hit. It's the, hit after hit after hit. The thing, like, Taco Charlton, I, didn't, I had no idea who that was. But when Mo Claiborne was in college, that dude was... He was a dude. He just didn't work he out. He was a dude. He was a dude and the, um, a D-back. So... That that made sense. He just didn't pan. Taco was just like, what? Like, who even is that? Why are we picking him over over a Watt? Like, come on, you can, you got to know. Like, this is legacy right here. He's gonna be good. Hold on, stupid. Because <laughs> you say you picking Taco over a Watt. Why? 
I don't know why. No, I don't know Does why. Does that make you nervous about Mozzie Smith at all? What do you mean? Michigan what? defensive lineman. That's where Taco went, right? <laughs> he went to Michigan. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, different <laughs> different positions. It, it, outside, inside, I got it. Yeah. But Michigan defensive lineman, all the same. He is Jack Thompson. That's a fair point. I'm James Fledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star. When we come back, the Texans, they control the draft at two. What is best for them, and do you believe the smoke that is coming out of NRG? We'll get into it next here on San Antonio Sports Star 941, San Antonio Sports Star, and ESPNSA.com. James Pledger, Jack Thompson, the Saturday Morning Hangover. Oh my goodness, did you see Blink, Jack, playing Coachella? Who? Blink. Oh, yeah. Tom, in his first performance, yep. like, live at Coachella. Oh, my goodness. It was a thing. Of Those music. guys, got they got gifted that because otherwise, I mean, I love Frank Ocean, but he was going to put on some really artsy, oh, weird yeah. show. So I feel like Blink would was definitely way more fun. <laughs> it was way more fun. I can't wait to go see them live again. I'm trying like hell. To get out to Vegas for the When We Were Young Fest that nice. they're headlining out there. We'll see if I can make it happen. I'm well, trying. I'm see that. Oh, the When We Were Young Fest? Yeah. Oh, my God. That lineup is sick. But. Let me, let me peep this real quick. We were talking during the break because, unfortunately, you can't make the Bragging Rights Golf Tour today, which we're doing out at Golf Club in Texas. So you and I are talking about possibly playing next weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I found out, and uh, it won't be next weekend, but I think I'm going to try and make it happen for us. You haven't played the quarry? I have not played the quarry. I've played every course in San Antonio except, you know, the ones you just can't get on. Yeah. Yeah. So. The only one in San Antonio I haven't played is TPC. TPC and Oak Hills and the quarry are the only ones I haven't played. I played Oak Hills. Yeah. I played the quarry. Oak Hills is fun. It's a real, it's a real tough course. Yeah. I've heard. I've friends that play there all the time it is dope Corey is my favorite track in san antonio no yeah. doubt like it, it's the contrast too mm -hmm. the front nine being troon style golf where it kind of feels like you're at like the british open a little bit yeah and then the back just being in that rock quarry yeah so dope yeah i know i really want to play so i just want to play some golf dude i haven't played we're minute. gonna make that happen. And my back's good now, so I can finally get out and you play. You good, good? Yeah, I'm hundred percent. A Rossi fixed me right up, dude. Three visits. Three two? visits. Three visits. <laughs> a Rossi. I can. I can totally vouch. <laughs> they fixed me up. Initial diagnosis was like. What was the diagnosis? I had two major lower lumbar sprains. Okay. Yeah. But and now you good? I'm yeah, hundred percent. Haven't had pain in like week and a half, two weeks. I'm good. I like hearing that. Now that you're good, yeah, the good good. Yeah. <laughs> I when it comes to the NFL draft, and we've been talking a lot about the Cowboys and Bijan Robinson, and I think we've kind of come to a uh, a conclusion during the break. I'm not giving up future assets. For Bijan, but if I only have to give up a second, I'll do. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm done. Yeah, like 
take take my two. I'll and also, up. like we we've been talking about how we're at a point with the Cowboys where there's no true needs. So it's not like this is draft is going to make or break our season. Exactly. So giving up a pick, a second rounder to go get Bijan, it makes a lot of sense because you still have a lot more picks to get depth. Well, so you have picks and you also have cap space. Yeah, we do still have so cap space. So once the draft pass, you know that that thing that the Cowboys love to talk about so much, which is the kind of compensation formula. Mm-hmm. Once the draft passes. You can go spend money and not hurt, have it hurt your yeah. compensation formula for great, comp- compensatory. This picks. is the best spot that the Cowboys have been in, like in the preseason that I can probably ever remember. No, this is as good as it's been yeah. leading into a draft that I can ever remember. Yeah, whether you're, it, it's all the holes filled, and we thought we were good, set off good last year, and we were the last ones to do anything in free agency, and this year we we destroyed it early and. It's pretty amazing. Best of the best. Yeah. I love what the Cowboys did. Yeah. I also love what the Houston Texans have done. Yeah, I'm going to get me a Stephon Gilmore jersey. That's for sure. Yeah? Gilmore? Oh, that's sick. But I need a I need a Micah jersey, too. Which one do you it's want? Tough. Probably Micah, because he'll be around longer. Although, I do love me some Stephon. I know. I know. He's awesome. <laughs> I Here's the thing. If... If a deal gets worked out with Stephon to where he's going to be here long term, maybe that's yeah. Like you, you got to wait for the deal though. If yeah. you're going to get a Stephon jersey, couple more. Yeah, yeah. Just sucks. My only like recent Cowboy jersey is a Zeke jersey, so I have to get a new one. Hey, he may be back in a different number, but he may be back. I, yeah, still I have to get a new one. Look, if they don't address running back in the draft. I guarantee you Zeke is coming back. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be happy about it. I don't think having Zeke back's a bad thing. Everybody's no. like, you cut him. Like, why are you bringing him back? You're we, cutting him we because only of what him. he paid. Yeah, we only we didn't cut him because we didn't like him. We only cut him because we didn't like what we were paying him. Like, at $2 million? I like Zeke. And obviously, <laughs> everyone around the league agrees because he has not been picked up Exactly. Yeah. For two million or yeah, two million for great pass protection and elite inside the five goal line runs. Elite yeah. inside the five. Yeah. I'm all for that. All for that. At that point, he's a bargain. I will take whatever uh Ronald Jones is making, give it to Zeke and say goodbye to Ronald Jones immediately. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> I look at the Texans though, and I also love what they've done in in yeah. the offseason. Oh yeah. Whether it's hiring D'Amico Ryans, trading, uh, picking up Robert Woods, Sheldon Rankins, Dalton Schultz, even yeah, like they have done a very, very good job. This free agency, mm-hmm. I think them and the Cowboys have really cleaned the market in terms of like the best in off free free agency in the off season. Done a great job. Yeah, both of them have. And absolutely it's hard to it. say that about my team in recent yeah. years. <laughs> I'm sure this is a an a crazy time for you. But then you start to hear rumors come out around draft time, and it sounds like they're going back to their old ways. Like It's like, all right, you've done everything. All the holes are filled. You trade for Shaq Mason. You got a really good offensive line outside of center, mm-hmm. which I imagine you're probably trying to take care of during the draft. Yeah. And then you hear the rumors that, eh, maybe not a quarterback in the oh, version. Lord. Like, maybe we're not going to take a quarterback. 
<laughs> That's tough, dude. I'm hoping it's a smoke screen. And from what I've heard from Adam Schefter, he gets my blood pressure going. But there's Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network to calm my blood pressure down. <laughs> and he was on McAfee yesterday, and this isn't the first time he said it, but he reiterated the fact about the Texans possibly passing on a quarterback yes. and how I should like let my blood pressure go back down. There's all these rumors that the Texans are going to take a position player at two. So then everyone's like, well, C.J. Stroud's falling. And then Brady Quinn was trying to explain why C.J. Stroud might be falling, which we don't even know if he is or not. And then it kind of started this narrative. And I do think that's what happens in the time now where we have – there's no more visits. There's probably not going to be any more like pick trades – Basically, teams are just setting the board. There's nothing to talk about. So these things happen to try to explain falling or rising, which we don't even know if that's true. I'll say this. So we've talked before about the C.J. Stroud rumors. I will believe they'll pass on a quarterback when I see it. Texans. I believe it when I see it, he says. And he has been on this train for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes me feel a little bit better because there's so much noise about possibly passing on a quarterback this year, which if they do, like there is the real possibility that the Cow- uh, that the Texans could pass on a quarterback and still end up with a quarterback. Yeah. If San Francisco truly is willing to move off Trey Lance yeah. for a mid-round pick, I'm in. Yeah. Like I can get behind that line of thinking if you're bolstering yeah, yeah. everything around the rest of the team. Because, yeah. let's face it, Jerry Hughes is their best edge rusher, and he's like 77 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jerry Hughes. T.C. Hornfrog, Texas kid, love him. Led the team last year in sacks. He is older. Yeah. <laughs> A little long in the tooth. So you need something there. You need more there. Yeah, certainly. Tyree Wilson makes more sense to me. These Will Anderson Jr. things confuse me a little bit. I think Will Anderson is he's good. Going to be a perennial Pro Bowler. Really? I think yeah. I think he's going to be a very good player, but I don't think he'll ever be what they are comping him to, like he's a not Von, Von Miller. Miller. Yeah, he's not as bendy. No. He's not as twitchy. Yeah. Like, he's just good. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's Pro Bowl caliber type player. I don't know if he, he like, he may make a Pro Bowl or two yeah. in his career. I don't think he's going to be perennial. Yeah, I guess perennial is too far. But I'm just saying, like, the comps that they're giving him, I just have never seen that from him. Well, they don't match in terms of, like, what he is as a prospect. Yeah. Like, Von Miller and... Julius Peppers and, you know, Miles Garrett, like, they're all super twitchy, big. They're built differently. Will Anderson Jr. is smaller. He's a Sam linebacker in a 3-4, basically. And if you're the Texans, like, they've invested heavily in in linebacker. They went and got Denzel Perryman. They Mm -hmm. went and got Corey Littleton. They have uh, Harris. Christian Harris, who mm-hmm. they drafted out of Alabama last year. Like, they've still got Christian Kirksey on the roster. Like, they've yeah. got linebackers. Mm-hmm. What they need is a true 
Joey Bosa type player for D'Amico Ryan's defense. Yeah. Like a dude that you could put out on the edge and he will stop the run on the way to the quarterback. Yeah. Like that's the kind of guy they need. And Will Anderson isn't that dude. No, he's not. Tyree Wilson may be that dude. Possible. But I don't think he's a sure fire can't miss kind of guy. So I I wonder about the Houston Texans and all this talk about passing on a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this smokescreen? Like, well, yeah. Do you want Stroud at like if Bryce is gone, it's Stroud for you? Personally, yeah. One two, it is Bryce and Stroud in my opinion. Did you what? How do you feel about the rumors that he scored 18 percent on his cognitive tests? I, you know, which I, is 28 percent less than. Every other quarterback, any other quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I I was listening to this yesterday when it came when it came to uh, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Right. And we'll go to break. Uh, actually, we'll go to break now. We'll come back with it. All right. I've got. Ian Rappaport on McAfee yesterday talking about C.J. Stroud, the S2, and what it all means. And the S2 is a cognitive test for all uh, everybody that's wondering. And they kind of break this down. It's a bit of a longer clip, but I think it gives you a really good insight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about this test. Into the S2. Yeah, okay. And so I think a lot of us are very... We keep hearing S2, 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 but yeah. none of us really know what it is. A lot like the Wonderlick. Until you take it, you don't know what it is. Yeah. But I'm just looking at scores like Will Levis, 93. Jaron Hall, the BYU kid that me and you both like, Love. also 93. Love. And if they walk away from this draft with Jaron Hall, I'm going to be very excited. Anthony Richardson, 79. Hi. Yeah. And then CJ Stroud at 18. 80% lower than Bryce Young. That's. A massive gap. That is a massive gap. <laughs> Will Levis, 93. 93. I question Will Levis's yeah. decision-making, though, because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee and eats bananas with the peel. Weird. Weird. <laughs> I, I, the mayonnaise in the coffee is so weird. So weird. That's so weird. We're going to get into more of this when we come back right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star. Listen to 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star on your Amazon or Google smart speaker and just say, Alexa, play 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Stop. Welcome back into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, Jack. Yes, sir. Guess what I got? What you got for me, my guy? I got some Shiner beers for you. That's the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> it's only going to get better. Yep. I got us uh, a Stein. I guess that's going to be our trophy that's, oh, for the nice. tournament. Nice. So we've been talking about our bragging rights golf yeah, tournament. Yeah. And we don't really have a trophy, but I think we kind of do now. Nice. Uh, but got a couple cases of beer for us. That's glorious. Take some out to the course, possibly. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand some to you as we leave. Love that. 
multiple different kinds. I got some koozies and awesome. I just saw uh, the koozies. There's a Shiner Salt and Lime. Yes, I've had that. It's good. Good. good yeah. It's good. See, I'm about that because yeah. I like salt and lime in my Me beer. Me too. Yeah, I'm I like a, it. It's good. I'm a dose guy, so I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Shiner guy. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I like the box. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I like the darker beer. I like the light blonde. The light, Shiner light blonde is good. I'm a fan. But we are we are taken care of, my guy. Love that. <laughs> Love that. We were talking about going into the break, the Houston Texans possibly passing on a quarterback and what could happen with that. And I'm telling you, going out to Kansas City next week, my like anxiety is an all-time high. Mm-hmm. Because it was a foregone conclusion. Texas Number two pick, you're going to take one of the best two quarterbacks there are. Yeah. Well, there is a lot of smoke that the Texans <laughs> may not be sold on this quarterback crop outside of Bryce Young, which, mm-hmm. look, I love Bryce Young. You and I have both talked about how he's been our favorite quarterback in this draft for a long time. C.J. Stroud was the guy going into the draft. Once you come out of the pre-draft process, it's Bryce Young all of a sudden. Yeah. As to one of the reasons Bryce Young is considered so highly because he scored a 98, which is a near-perfect score. Yeah. Brock Purdy had one of the highest S2 scores. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes had a very high S2 score. Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Allen, these are guys that have scored very high on this test, which has kind of overtaken the wonderlick. But when it comes to the S2, nobody quite knows what's going on. Well, Ian Rappaport was on the other day with Pat McAfee talking about this S2 test. And I will let Ian Rappaport and Mm -hmm. Pat McAfee kind of break down what's going on with this cognitive test. Let's say you're the Texans. You, You know there are two top quarterbacks, right? Bryce is one. CJ is the other. That is accepted throughout everyone I've spoken with. Okay, okay, that's breaking news. That's breaking news right now at this stage of the game. CJ and Bryce still considered just different level than everybody else. Yes. that Now, it's not like a huge, huge, because I, I do believe a quarterback will go four for your Colts. Um, mm. But uh, it on, does man. seem they're going to be two, right? <laughs> so let's say the Texans like everything about CJ Stroud. And I've had people tell me, best pure passer in the draft, best they just – the way the ball comes out of his hand, accuracy. He obviously was incredibly successful. He seems to be a really good person. Uh, let's say everything is good except for this S2 test. Are you like, whoa, hold on. Like, so those S2 tests are accurate? How do, who's getting it? Like the company? no idea. Who's releasing that information? Yeah, who's releasing that information? People are talking about it as if it's real, though. Oh, yeah. This thing has yeah. been reported for a while. Bryce Young scored the highest on the S2 test. It's like, what right. is the S2 test? Who's giving the S2 test and who's releasing the information of the scores? Because all of that is very pivotal to who's giving what information to who. Yeah, that was per bar. We actually don't even know if the scores are real. And why are all the quarterbacks taking it? Like, who's telling them to take the test? Yeah, we have some. This is you answer. Answer the questions, Ian. Come on. You're the the one that's supposed to have all these (laughs) answers. You know. This is your job. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Um, The teams that have, the teams that need quarterbacks, bring them in. And I think, actually, they all got this test beforehand, so it wasn't like they did it at the facility. Um, because I've heard about Bryce's S2 test for, like, at least several weeks now, and he only visited 
a couple of weeks ago. Here you go. According to um, S2, the 30 to 45 minute exercises conducted on what the athletics Matt Barrows in February described as a specially designed gaming laptop and response pad that can record reactions in two milliseconds. Ooh. Okay. Fast. It measures how players process and make split seconds decisions, anticipating, reading, reacting, and adapting to the game are measurable oh. skills. The website offers. Yeah. So this is another company that is trying to create something for NFL teams to use in their testing to figure out whether or not this person is going to be worth a f at the next level. That sounds what that is. <laughs> yeah. And, and they've done a great job. I don't know who's putting out these tests. I mean, I've, numbers, I've heard them too. Um, but this has been a, a great campaign because now we've all heard of this test. Just like a couple of years ago, there was a test to measure like explosiveness in a player and the Falcons were doing it and everybody was all excited about it and then the Falcons kind of went downhill and everybody... Stop talking about that test. Okay. So, the S2 is a cognitive test that is done on a laptop mm -hmm. that measures your response time to picking out something different on a series of screens that you see. Mm -hmm. So, it's basically a reaction time type test. Yeah. I want to try it. I do too. But at the same time, Bryce is... From whatever, Bryce has been prepping for this test. Like, he's taken this test a lot in his yeah. life. So, practice. Makes perfect. Per <laughs> perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. So, but you're going to be better the more you've had an attempt at, yeah, like, knowing something, yeah, right? of course, of course. Plus, as they bring up, who is administering this test? Yeah. It's a second-party company that is trying to get their name out there and conjunction with the draft and being able to get into this draft process and make mm. money off of it, right? Nobody really knows where it comes from. Apparently, it's only uh, a couple of teams that have access to this. And That's so when this gets leaked, it is obviously leaked by certain parties. So when Bryce scores the highest and you hear about it immediately, mm -hmm. it's obviously coming out of Bryce's camp. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So... I don't know how much stock to put in the S2 because it's not an official like thing. And as they talked about, who's telling these quarterbacks to take it? How much have they prepped for it? And on top of that, these teams, like they're Nick Casario himself said in his pre dress draft press conference last week, like he doesn't put a lot of stock into the S2. So, I don't know what to... It's another tool in the evaluation process, but the tape shows me CJ's good, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the tape says that CJ is good. No doubt about that. And like Ian said in that clip, I know it was a bit long-winded, but best pure passer, mm -hmm. best throwing motion. It's mm -hmm. easy. Ball pops out of his hand. We saw all of this both on tape and at the scouting combine, like C.J. Stroud, this S2 score, I don't know who's linking it because these are supposed to be confidential too. So is it real? Yeah. Is it a team putting out a narrative mm -hmm. to hope that they fall to them? Like there are a bunch of things behind this because it's not like the combine where, oh, I saw what you ran at the 40. Like the S2 is kind of shrouded in mystery. Yeah. <laughs> and so part of me thinks that teams are using this to their benefit in terms of hoping a person maybe falls to them. 
James Conner on our YouTube live feed says, Pat puts ketchup on steaks. Don't judge a quarterback by their eating habits. That is in response to my Will Levis take of, I am terrified of Will Levis because of his decision-making, A, both on the field because I saw him play at Kentucky and it wasn't good, but B, he also puts mayonnaise in his coffee and... That sounds like vomit. <laughs> and eats bananas with the peel. <laughs> the banana with the peel is is weird. Like, I can kind it's of not, want... It's not like... It's not mayonnaise in the coffee. Yeah, that's like, you're insane. Because my girlfriend Anna, she'll she'll outright just eat slices of lemon. Yeah, and she'll lemon eat lemon slices. She'll are great. eat it the whole the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, rind and all. The whole thing. Oh, okay. She'll that's, put some salt on then. it, and she'll eat the whole thing. Because all all the rind. Oh, you salt a lemon? That is good. That becomes sweet yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. She puts some salt on it, and she literally she does she she'll eat like the meat of the lemon. Yeah, I do that. Peel it off. And then she'll eat the rind. Okay. That's that's different. That's then. savage behavior right there. <laughs> that's a little different yeah. because I am about lemon. Yeah, and I'll salt. eat the lemon. Like, yeah, I'm about good. It. I'm not going to eat that rind. That is bitter <laughs> as all get out. I am not eating the rind. Yeah. <laughs> he is Jack Thompson. I'm James Fudger. You're locked into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Quick question before we go to break and switch over to the NBA playoffs. Texans. They leave in the first round with a quarterback. Yeah, I I hope so. I mean... Because there's a lot of smoke saying they're not. Yeah, no, there definitely is. And it's all like all kind of makes sense. Like, D'Amico Ryan's defensive guy. Nick Casario. Nick Casario. Are you sure about anyone but Bryce? Like, there's great quarterbacks next year, so let's just maybe run it back, see where we can get. But, I don't know, I feel like... When the opportunity is in front of you to get a franchise QB, you've got to pounce on it. So I hope they get a QB. Agreed. Yeah. He is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. NBA playoffs are in full swing. We're breaking it down next. Who's got the best chance to move on to the second round right now outside of the Denver Nuggets? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star. This is Rob Thompson, and you are listening to 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, ESPNSA.com. I'm James Pledger. He's Jack Thompson. I'll tell you one great thing about the Golf Club of Texas. Carts have Bluetooth in them. That's the best part about oh it. Oh, my God. Being able to jam your music just throw yeah. on a Spotify playlist. I am 100% about music on the course. Oh, sure. same. Yeah. Like, I love being able to just jam out. Dude, let me show you this thing that I'm going to buy. What are you getting? Let me show you what it is. I'll send it to you right now. Yeah, yeah. It's one Explain of it'll it, though, be so one the of, listeners yeah. know. So, it's from this website called Pins and Aces. Okay. And it's called a beer sleeve. Ooh. Oh, I think I have one of those. It's like a... A tubular, yeah, and it goes in the. I have one. Yeah, I'll I, show. Yeah, I've got this. I, I'm I'll show so you gonna get that. It's so sick. I'll show you it. Like uh, my buddy actually got me one mm -hmm. um, down in Houston. He got me a beer sleeve. Yeah, so you can stack beers yeah, in the sleeve. Maybe throw beers. some ice in there. Yeah, and then it just slides it down slides like a club in, would, and you would never, never know. Yeah, it's genius. <laughs> Although I'm not promoting drinking on yeah, the course you and know, your own beer. Of course, you know. <laughs> Buy from <laughs> Golf Club of Texas if you're out there, but 
I'm not saying, but I'm not saying. I'm not know? saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Plus, I still buy from the car. Yeah, car I'll, girl comes around. I'm gonna buy some. I'm buying. Yeah. Plus, you know, they've got Bloody Marys. Yeah. <laughs> which maybe needed this morning. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are in full effect, and yes, indeed. I think probably of the things that happened at least last night, the mm. most shocking thing. Was Atlanta? Yeah, right. They came out and hooped, and the Celtics like hooped. They, they scored seventy four in the first half, and they only had like a six point lead at the half. Yeah, it was insane. The Celtics hooped too. Like that was just an all out offensive game. Like usually, you look at a game. Tatum has thirty. Smart has twenty five. You get eleven, fifteen, fourteen, and seventeen from. White, Brown, Grant, and Brogdon. Dub. That's usually a win for That's the Celtics. That's a dub. Yeah. But then Trey goes to get 32. 15 in the fourth quarter alone. DeJounte gets 25. I think how they lost it is the Hawks got a surprising 10 points from Jalen Johnson. Mm-hmm. Usually they don't they don't get all that. And 15 and 15 from Bay and Bogdanovich. Man, you look at the Hawks roster... This team should be elite. Right? They should be elite. This they have, team is way worse than their roster says they yes, should Yes, they have eight starters on this team. Eight starters. Like, Okongwu, Bay, and Bogdanovich would start on I, a lot of teams. You can put any of them on the Spurs. They're immediately starting. They have eight starters on this team. And still, 41 and 41. Coming up tonight, or yeah, tonight you got Grizzlies Lakers, and I don't That'll know. Be a if, good one. I don't know if you heard uh, D- Dylan Brooks. Oh. What do you think of Dylan Brooks? <laughs> I, Before we even get to the comments, what do you think of Dylan Brooks? Period. I, I don't know. I I like him, but I also don't like him. Like I think he's hilarious. He's so funny when he walked <laughs> when he didn't play in that other game. And he had like the long hair on, uh-huh. like that. He's hilarious, and he's like, "I poke bears." Like that's a great line. It is, but he's also like, "But should on you the be court, poking a bear LeBron, in the playoffs like this?" I think if there's ever been a time to poke LeBron, it's now. Okay, because he's just like what he said. He's just nothing about what he said in that interview was wrong. Okay, you just—it's hard. Like it's like. You're saying that about LeBron? Like, yeah, LeBron, he's not the same dude. He's not going to go out and single-handedly kill you. He just doesn't have that in him anymore. Is he still one of the best all-around basketball players in the world? A hundred percent. What if he goes off for 40 tonight? He very well could, but I don't think LeBron going off for 40 is inducive to the Lakers winning. Really? Yes. Okay. It's a they AD's got to be the one to get forty. Okay, because like if LeBron's getting forty, AD will have like twelve. If if AD gets forty, well, the problem is I don't believe in AD. I am not a huge AD believer too. But the way this team is constructed, if LeBron gets forty, that means no one else is doing really anything. If AD gets forty, suddenly everyone is looking at AD, and then everyone else is wide open. Okay. So I think if AD gets 40, LeBron can still go get like 27, 20, 22 to 27, have like 
a bunch of assists and rebounds. I think it doesn't work the same way to where if LeBron gets 40, AD's not going to have a dominant game. And they need AD to have a dominant game for them to, you know, win this series. So I think LeBron is smart enough to know that, and I don't think he's going to go out and force the action. I thought the Cavs were going to be a lot better. The Cavs are a very good team. Right? But they struggle offensively. At Jared Allen, not a scorer. No. Evan Mobley, not a scorer. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's one of the and, best scorers in the league. And Garland, and Garland can be that. We saw that in the other game. But he's very he's super young. This is his first playoff experience, his first time as an all-star. Like he's just reaching that pinnacle of what his potential is. Cash Levert, also a very good guard. But outside of that, they don't have anyone. So do you think New York yes. actually is taking this series? Yes, for sure. Up 2-1 in that series after last night's yeah. huge 20-point blowout. The Knicks are a deep team. I mean, their starters, very good. And they play Quentin Grimes as a starter, but he's mm-hmm. he not a starter. But they're getting, like, Toppin, 15 minutes. Hartenstein, 18 minutes. Josh Hart, 29 minutes. Quickly, 23 minutes. And then you look at Cleveland... Chetty Osman, 16 minutes off the bench, zero points. Dean Wade, or da- oh, that's Danny Green, 12 minutes off the bench, zero points. Mm-hmm. Robin Lopez, <laughs> four points off the bench. Isaac you mean Sideshow Bob? Like they have, they have literally no bench whatsoever, and that is going to be their downfall. Giannis has been a question mark, and we talked about earlier in the show some of the injuries in the playoffs and how they've affected things. Mm-hmm. Giannis, one of those huge injuries as Milwaukee leads, yeah. or Milwaukee and Miami play tonight. That mm-hmm. series is tied at a game of peace, heading back to South Beach. Can Milwaukee still do this without Giannis? I believe so. I mean, the, uh, the Heat, they're not going to have Tyler Hero, so that's really going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. They might have to Another lean on our, our man, Duncan, like they did in the last game. Good old Duncan Robinson? Best contract in the league, Duncan Robinson. God. <laughs> Man's making like $100 million. Hey, good for Duncan. No, good for him. Good for him. But, yeah, he's they're going to have to show out. I hear he's a really hard worker. Yeah, First co- guy in, last coach's guy Coach's kid, deceptively athletic. <laughs> yeah, all the... Sneaky quick. But if the Bucks, if the Bucks can get what Pat Connaughton and Joe Ingles gave them in the last game, I think they can they can do it. But Look, Brooke Lopez has to continue to dominate, and Bobby Portis. I mean, he played great. So yeah, I think I think they can still do it because they have. This is another team that has a lot of guys that can go in and, and contribute. Finally, that Golden State Sacramento series. Mm-hmm. Ebay thought it was going to be over. When Draymond was suspended after leaving uh, Sacramento, Sacramento taking a 2-0 series lead, then Steph goes nuclear the other night, yep. gets them back in it. There, can they tie this thing back up at home? Yeah, they certainly can, and I—I I mean, I fully expect them to tie it up. I expect them to be in the Western Conference Finals along with Phoenix. Eh, Those are my picks. I don't think they got that in them. You don't think they got that? No. Because I thought they had the switch. I, I, I figured they knew where the switch was. Everybody talked about the road record. I was like, I get it. I get it. 
but this is a team that knows. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they a very good team, but they won that game because... Steph went nuclear. Steph went nuclear, and Kevon Looney on 420 went with the 420 <laughs> stat line. That is freaking legendary. But yeah, I mean, if Steph can continue to play like that and shoot 50% from behind the arc, then they're going to be extremely tough to beat. Everybody's but- talking about Draymond. Should they be talking about Clay? I think they should be talking about Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Because he was the X Factor last year. He was. And he came in last night and had 20.7 rebounds. So if he can continue to guard the best wing defender and still give you, you know, like 17 Mm -hmm. to 22, Clay and Steph are going to get theirs. Poole's going to score. It's just he's a lot more hot and cold. So I think if Wiggins can come in and be that solid. 15 to 20 guy, then, yeah, the Warriors, they're primed for a, a, a good run. For yeah. sure. For sure. He is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. You're locked into the Saturday morning hangover. We're going to put a bow on the show coming back next right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 941FMESPNSA.com. This is 941 San Antonio's Sports Star. You got a feeling, Jack? Oh, I got a feeling. Deep down in my bones. <laughs> Does your feeling revolve around the NFL draft? No, my feeling revolves around Victor Wimbaniana. Oh. That's my feeling. I am glad you brought that up because Victor Wimbaniana declared for the draft yesterday. Foregone conclusion. Like, I didn't even know he had to declare. I just thought it was going to happen. <laughs> like, I haven't heard Scoot declare. Has has Scoot declared? I have no idea. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like, I didn't expect this, but when he declared, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, worst kept secret in basketball, yeah. I guess. I mean, you're only the greatest <laughs> prospect of all time, so <laughs> we kind of figured you were in. <laughs> but I heard Wimby yesterday. He joined... Uh, NBA Today with uh, Malika Andrews, who is one of my favorite kind of studio panel hosts. Mm-hmm. And Malika was talking to him about his declaration and everything. But one of the things I, I heard him talk about was the state of the NBA. Because we get a lot with Kawhi and what's going on and him low managing for literally half the year and then missing... Yeah. The game and possibly this next game because of a knee sprain. Yeah. I know Spurs fans are really sad about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm torn up. <laughs> it's getting you right down in your gut. Yeah. But it, Malika specifically asked him about coming from this league in France and then the NBA and the way it's kind of scheduled and the way a lot mm-hmm. of people are resting in his thoughts on that. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, I know there's so many games in, in the NBA season that it's hard for, for players, especially players who play with a lot of intensity and who play a lot of minutes. Obviously, it's hard to play all, all 82 games, but, uh, you know, it's... I, I just think, uh, you know, so, some players are built a certain way. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, others gotta, gotta rest sometimes, but 
It's mm. obviously my game. My, my goal is always going to be to play the most games I can and help my team as much as I can. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Some people are built a certain way. Yep. <laughs> and the great thing about Wimby is at 7-4, the slight frame, mm -hmm. a lot of people are wondering about his possible durability. And playing in this French league against men in NBA-type settings, right? Mm -hmm. People were like, very much concerned about how we'd handle an NBA season. Well, they brought that up to him, and during this, he talked about his own durability and how he plans to attack an NBA season. You know, being a leader, it's it's always hard to be to be on the side and to, to not be able to play or to be, just to be resting when the others when you see all your teammates working. So. It's always going to be my priority to to be av available for my guys and for my teammates to help them as much as I can. So every time I, if I have to step on the side, it's it's, al it's always going to be painful. But you know, um, I've been working uh, more than ever this year on my body and with my you know with, with my my personal trainer Guillaume. Uh, so I know I know I'm ready to 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 go over all sort of all sorts of obstacles and. Uh, yeah, so far it's, it's worked pretty pretty well. I haven't missed a game yet. Mm. Uh, I was here for my guys so far for every game, so I'm just trying to keep it that way. Victor Wembenyama on ESPN yesterday with Malika Andrews. How are you feeling about his ability to stay healthy? Because I mean, that's the biggest concern a lot of people have. Yeah. I mean, it's always, you know, there's... There's a little, like, scare for, you know, any player to stay healthy. We look at Giannis right now, one of the mm -hmm. most durable players in the league, and he's out. So, of course, there's always going to be that, you know, in the back of your mind with someone built like Victor, tall, slight of frame. You always worry about, you know, those foot problems and mm -hmm. knee hyperextensions because his legs are so long and just stuff like that. And, yeah, I, I mean, there's some worry, but... You, you gotta you gotta go all in i mean you can't have that in the back of your mind it's just you gotta go hope for the best prepare for the worst but yeah there's always a little bit of scare light your candles because yeah. victor is get coming. to praying get he to praying is jack thompson i am james pledger i'm gonna go kick joe ryan angle's ass on the golf course yes sir <laughs> put on for the hangover baby this is gonna do it for the saturday morning hangover right here on san antonio sports star we'll see you next week right here on 94.1 and espnsa.com